Amen. Let's bow for a word of prayer. Father, we thank you tonight that we get to hear from your word. We pray that you would make us good hearers of your word. That your spirit would take the seed and plant it deep within our hearts tonight. That you would indeed make us fruitful. We ask this in the name of Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Well, today we start our series in the parables of Jesus that we are calling God's stories because after all, that's what they are. They are God's uh, stories. They are Jesus' stories that he told. And, And in short, I guess it's probably appropriate that we try and define what a parable is. And it's Frankly, not too complicated. Uh, A parable is really just a story or an illustration that uh, is given to either answer a question or teach some truth about who God is or the way he works and our role in his sort of grand narrative. That's really all it is. And we're going to be looking at a number of the parables that Jesus told over the next uh, number of weeks. And so without further ado, let me just dive right into the story. You can follow along in your bulletin as we read. I'll be taking little breaks here and there to give a little explanation. Uh, We read in verse 1 of chapter 13 of Matthew, Jesus says, or it says, That same day, Jesus went out of the house and sat beside the sea, and great crowds gathered about him, so that he got into a boat and sat down, And the whole crowd stood on the beach, and he told them many things in parables, saying, A sower went out to sow. Well, Jesus starts right in by telling the large crowd about a sower. In other words, a man who was planting seeds for for crops. The picture created by Jesus would have been a familiar one to the crowds that he's speaking to, as there were many farmers in the Palestinian area at the time. Uh, Typically, a sower would normally uh, carry with him a large pouch full of uh, these seeds that are talked about here. And Jesus says the sower is just sort of scattering the seeds liberally all over the place. That's what's going on. Just scattering the seeds all over the place. And as he throw it, the seeds land in four different kinds of soils. So we continue. Verse 4. And as he sowed, some seeds fell along the path, and the birds came and devoured them. Okay, so the first place the seed falls is on a path. Because it's a path, it has been constantly walked on. It is therefore very hard, not to mention the fact that the seed is easily visible from the sky to birds, and so birds are swooping down and eating it, which means there is no room or no time for the seed to actually grow and bear fruit. We'll move on, verse 5, the second kind of soil, other seed fell on rocky ground where they did not have much soil, and immediately they sprang up since they had no depth of soil, but when the sun rose, they were scorched, and since they had no root, they withered away. Okay, so the second kind of soil that Jesus speaks of is the rocky soil. If you've ever seen a plant coming out of the, the rocky soil, you know what Jesus says here is true. Something can grow up quite quickly, but not have much Rootage, and so the seed appears maybe impressive at first, but then withers away. Next he says, verse 7, the next kind of soil, other seeds fell among the thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. The third kind of soil is 
thorny. This plant, like the rocky soil, may look impressive. It receives the seed initially, but then gets choked out by all sorts of thorns and cannot live. The thorns consume it, eventually kill it. And then finally, the fourth soil in verse 8, other seeds fell on good soil, and that soil produced a crop uh, 30, 60, 100 fold. And then Jesus just says this, those who have ears to hear, let them hear. Now, you might notice that Jesus does not appear to yet give any explanation about what he is talking about. Now, if you've been a Christian for a while, you've probably heard this parable, and so you probably already know to some extent what he is talking about, but I want you to put yourself in the place of the crowd there. Jesus just tells this story randomly about a sower who's throwing seeds out to different kinds of soil. And then he says, those who have ears to hear, let them hear. Uh, okay. So it's not surprising that the very next verse, which is not in your bulletin, but the very next verse, the disciples are like, ah, why did you tell us that? What, what are you talking about? What, what is this? And uh, so, so, in other words, what question are you, are you trying to answer here, Jesus? And so, to get us into that, thankfully, in verses 18 through 23, Jesus explains what it is he's talking about. He tells us the sower represents God. And he tells us that the seed represents the word about the kingdom of God, or the word about Jesus, because Jesus says where he is, the kingdom is also. So as a preacher here tonight, uh, I might be considered a sower since I'm bringing to you the word of God. I'm preaching to you. I'm sowing to you the seed. And in this crowd tonight, there could be four kinds of hearers represented by four kinds of soil receiving the seed. So now that we've sort of set that up, let's go over the different kinds of hearers that you might be. The first one again is the the hardened soil, or the hardened hearer of God's word. This kind of person, if you are the hardened kind of person, is probably pretty cynical about religion in general. Uh, like the hardened path you've been walked on before. You have been through enough to think that you're pretty sure Christianity and most religion is a sham. You hear the story about Jesus and how he died for your sins, but that's not cut for you. Uh, the word, as the seed does up the path, bounces right off of you. And soon it's in one ear and, and out the other. What kinds of things make a person hardened towards God? Well, all sorts of things, I suppose. In a world that's fallen, with an imperfect church, with an imperfect bunch of Christians... It's entirely possible for someone to be hardened towards God. It could be the TV preachers that are stealing money from people, especially the most vulnerable and poorest of our society, telling them that if they send in enough money that they can finally get that healing that they've been wanting. And you've seen enough of that to say, nah, I'm done with that. 
Or it, it could be uh, that you were once a part of church. And when you were a part of that church, you prayed sincerely for something to be changed in your life. And the prayer wasn't answered. Or at least it appeared not to be answered. And so you said, I'm done with that. Or maybe if you were a kid in the church and you grew up and you had a bad experience with church kids. I mean, I know a lot of people that have this story. As a pastor, I've, I've heard this. I, I minister to a lot of people outside of the church here in the city. And I can't tell you how many people grew up in church and were bullied at church by Christian kids. And so at some point you go, I am done. Like as soon as my parents don't make me go to this place anymore, I am so done with this. And so that kind of person, I think rather than sort of poo-pooing them or being, you know, condescending, I think we need to be a little understanding and say, I can get how that happened. I can see how you could sort of wall yourself off. So that's one kind of here, but maybe, I mean, I would imagine for a lot of you, you say, no, no, that's not me at all. I mean, bro, I'm here. You know, I'm, I'm here right now. Uh, so, so then there's the second kind of here, and that's the, the rocky soil. Uh, I've met numerous people, been friends with numerous people, that I think at some point or another were this rocky soil. I remember a friend of mine, I'll call him Lance, uh, from some years ago, uh, showed up out of the blue one day, and he says, he says, bro, I got saved, I got saved, I got saved. And he was super excited. And I was like, that's, all right, that's great. You know, woo. It's like, I, I believe in Jesus now. Woo. And everywhere we go for about three weeks, he, every, everywhere, he was the guy that would come up to random strangers and be like, bro, do you know Jesus? Are you born again? Bro, are you born again? Are you born again? And he would, I mean, he was just passionate. And he would read his Bible all day long. And everything he did was just about Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He went to church like every other night. And he just saw this, wow! He looked like everything was amazing. Like there was this real change. And then, and then I remember this one Sunday that Lance wasn't at church. Maybe four weeks in, three or four weeks after he had come to me telling me that he had become a Christian. And I thought, well, that's everybody misses church. You know, I mean, even, even a guy that's as passionate as Lance. Uh, and, then, and then he missed the next Sunday and he wasn't there for anything during the week. And he had been there like, you know, every other night. So I called Lance. And Lance did not have the passion that he had had just a few weeks earlier. Matter of fact, it sounded pretty down. There had been a trial that had come up in his life, a real difficulty. He'd been praying about it and just felt like whatever he thought Christianity was, whatever he thought being with Jesus looked like, didn't live up to his expectations. And it wasn't long after that I didn't see him in the church anymore so for the rocky soil kind of here, they, you know, Jesus is, and the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear the word, receive it with joy. There's this initial burst of enthusiasm, but they, they have no root. There's a, there's a shallowness to the hearing. Uh, this is the, the kind of person that says, yeah, Jesus is cool as long as I, I don't have to change, as long as nothing has to change about my life. 
You know, I mean, it's possible to find the message of Jesus appealing in some sense as long as there's no demands on you. That's why Jesus calls people to count the cost of what it means to be his follower. Now, the next soil is similar but very different. It, um, it's the thorny soil, the thorny here. And this is the kind of person who hears and receives the seed of the word. But rather than the seed taking over their life, uh, it becomes just a part of their life. So Jesus is sort of like a, an add-on to their life. This is, uh, I've also known people like this, but I, I can't help but think of the rich young ruler in the, par in the, in the Gospels. The guy comes to Jesus says, you know, what, what do I need to do uh, to, to be saved? You know, I want to I be with you, Jesus. I want to know what it means to be on my way to heaven. And Jesus says, well, it's, you know, go ahead and do all the commandments. You, know, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall, you shall not steal, etc., etc. He gives them all this list, and the rich and ruler says, you know what, as a matter of fact, I looked down that list, and, it, and guess what? I've done them all. I've done everything. This guy's under a real illusion about his righteousness, about his abilities. And so Jesus then adds, ramps it up a little bit and says, well, okay, if you would be perfect, go sell what you possess and give to the poor, and then you'll have treasure in heaven and come follow me. And the rich young man says, hmm, I don't think I can do that. And the text says that he walks away sorrowful because he loved his possessions more than Jesus. The riches of this present world, Jesus says in the text here, uh, were the thorns that kept this young man from being able to bear fruit. Thorns of our life are the, the cares and riches and pleasures of this life. The seed is something that was received as sort of a, an add-on. But Jesus says, no, no, you know, like, I'm, I'm it. I've got to be every, I'm Lord of everything. I'm Lord over everything. Well, then, of course, you get the good hearer, right? The good hearer. Mm. This is good. Jesus is the person who has good soil, hears the word, and understands it. Hears the word and understands it. Now, that sounds simple. It really does. It sounds so simple. You can hear the word and understand it. But there's a problem. You see, in, in Romans chapter 3, verse 11, it says that naturally, same word, same word for understanding, no one understands or seeks God. No one understands or sees God. Now, if that's true, there's a big problem. Uh, this is an absolute and utter disaster because it means that you and I, naturally, no one is this good soil that Jesus talks about. That by our nature, no one is a good hearer, that no one really gets it the way we should. As a matter of fact, it means we're incapable of producing fruit. And if we're capable of producing fruit, then we're good for nothing but fire. This is what Jesus says about other trees he passes in his ministry that don't bear fruit. That's good for nothing but the fire. And this is the truth about any of us. If we can't bear fruit, what good are we? What good, are, what good is our soil? 
Here's the, here's the difficult truth for us to acknowledge, for every one of us to acknowledge. By nature, every one of us are the hardened path toward God. There are moments where each one of us has the capacity to harden ourselves away from God. There are moments where we are, are driven with passion, but not driven by truth like the rocky soil. There are moments where we are distracted by the worries and pleasures of this life so much that Jesus he is not functionally the Lord of our life. That is true for every one of us in some way or another every day of our life. There are moments in each of our lives, whether Christian or not, where we are not good soil. So what then? I mean, this is bad news. This is essentially a parable for no one. No one fits. It's bad news for everyone. Well, Here's what. Here is the good news for you. Rocky, thorny, hardened soil hearers out there. Psalm 40, verse 6, says, quote, In sacrifice and offering, you have not delighted, but you, speaking of God, have given me, given me, gift, an open ear. Now here's, check this out. In Hebrew, it literally can be translated this way. Not just an open ear. Ears you have dug for me. God is able to dig ears in soil that is, that is rocky, that is thorny that is as hard as stone, he is able to dig ears and makes you good soil. It is first and foremost the work of God the Spirit as the word is proclaimed that breaks down our hard hearing and opens up our ears to receive his gifts. As you hear God's word proclaiming that you're a great sinner, Christ is a greater Savior, the ears are being dug for you. As you hear the proclamation of Jesus' perfect life living in your place, the ears are being dug for you. As you hear about his death for you on the cross in your place for the forgiveness of your sins, ears are being dug for you. When you hear about him raising from the dead and, and living in victory now, ears are being dug for you. So, in conclusion... You may sit here, or you may have thought at some point during this message, <clears throat> how can I know that I ultimately am going to be the good soil? I mean, how can I, how can I have assurance of that? I want to I share a story with you from a book called Blue Like Jazz. It was written a number of years ago, author named Donald Miller. The story is about a young intellectual's path to becoming a Christian. She was a very prestigious school called Reed College in, in uh, Portland, and, uh, and her name was, was Penny, and she had befriended a Christian girl named Nadine. And Nadine, uh, Penny says, Nadine and I would sit for hours in her room, and mostly we'd talk about boys or school, but always at the end we'd talk about 
God. And the thing I loved about Nadine, she says, is that I never felt like she was selling anything. I never felt like she was trying to sell me God. Uh, and then she says, you know, she, she would talk as if God, about God as if she knew him, as if she had talked to him on the phone that day. She was never ashamed, which is the thing with some Christians I, I knew. They felt like they had to sell God like he was a vacuum cleaner or something. So she continues, to Nadine, God was a being with whom she interacted. And that was appealing to me. So eventually Nadine gets up the courage to ask Penny, hey, would, you know, what would you think about you know, just going through the Bible with me, just reading the Bible together. And Penny says, yeah, yeah, I'm willing to do that. I'm interested in that. And so Penny and Nadine start reading at the very beginning of the Gospels, the Gospel of Matthew. And uh, they get to Matthew 13. They get to the passage we're in tonight. And Penny says as she's being more and more intrigued about the person of Jesus, as reported in the Gospels, they get to this parable about these different soils. And she said she found herself, as she read about the different soils, thinking, I hope so much that I'm the good soil. I so hope that I am the good soil. Here's what I want to tell you tonight. If you want, if you hope to be the good soil that trusts in Jesus Christ's work on your behalf, if that desire to be that good soil is there, you are. You have been made, declared to be good soil. God is working faith in you. That desire cannot be there apart from the work of the Holy Spirit. And so if you desire to trust in Christ's word, that seed that will bring the fruit in your life, you are already good soil. And God is doing his work. He who has ears to hear, let him hear and let him rejoice. Because this is good news. Will you pray with me? Father, it is a painful truth that as much as we would love to be able to say that we're done with the struggle with sin and that we're always hearing rightly, that we're always filled with understanding, the truth is, is that so often we are not. We are prone to distraction. As the old hymn says, we are prone to wander. And yet, Father, thankfully, we don't look to our own abilities to determine whether, whether we're right with you. We look to your declaration about us. And your word says that through faith in Jesus Christ, we are indeed made good soil. So make us fruitful then by your Spirit's power, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.